I was like, yeah, we need to expect. And what are we expecting of the Holy Spirit in our life? Are we expecting the Holy Spirit to really guide us and to comfort us and, and to do all the things that the Word teaches us? And then the last one was, what are you expecting following the Jesus? Is it the same thing as he is expecting? Are you expecting the same thing that Jesus is expecting of you? And I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty, you know, I, I don't know sometimes, you know. I, I want to follow Jesus, but is it the same expectations he has of what's going to happen? And so, you know, I want us to look at Mark chapter 5 tonight. We will have all of this on the screen for you as well. But I want to show you a picture of someone that was bound up with chains. Um, we're going to start in verse 1. Again, I'll have it all on the screen for you as well. You can go ahead and put that, that first slide up there. I want to read it. It says, they went across the lake to the region of Gersinia. I always mess up these words, man. The King James says something different, doesn't it? I bet it does. But anyways. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. Look at this. The man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. Now, I want to look at this for a second. It says right there that the man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. Do you agree this man was bound up, though? Physically or spiritually? Spiritually. And it manifested into the physical because of how his life was, right? He was spiritually bound up, but yet it affected his physical body and how he acted, that he lived in the tombs, and it affected him so much, nobody could even chain him anymore. Look at verse 4. They, for he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore. Go to the next one. Next slide. He tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Okay, so this was a spiritual issue, a demonic issue, that had controlled his physical body to the point that it gave him strength. And night and day among the tombs and in the hills. Now, the tombs they're talking about is graves. Dead people. It probably stinketh. According to the King James, and when you see Lazarus, it stinketh. Right? Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. I have known people that would do those kind of things. But it's just a psychological issue. But there's a spiritual thing behind it. You see? So let's keep going. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, what? Next slide, guys. Come on. Y'all keep up with me. What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, come out of this man, you impure spirit. Okay. We, we see this spirit recognized the Son of God. He recognized him. And so he knew immediately, okay, what was going on there. So we're going to jump down to verse 18. I want, I want you to see this. Now we look afterward. I, I wasn't going to go through the entire thing. I just want to show you the picture. Mark chapter 5, verse 18. And Jesus was getting into the boat. The man who had been, look at this, been demon-possessed, begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, 
Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. Look at that. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis, which was the 10 city region, how much Jesus had done for him and all the people were amazed. Now, this man was bound up to the severest degree that, that we in the church would call possessed. Now, I don't know if you've ever experienced somebody was demon-possessed. I'm not talking about mean. I'm talking about demon-possessed. I have had a couple experiences with that, and, and it's generally not very nice. Why? Because they see Jesus, the Holy Spirit, in you and do not like you at all. You see, this is the severest, and, and most of us sit here and say, oh, well, I don't have that problem. And I would say you're probably right, because I don't believe a believer can be possessed, but we can be seriously influenced. So I want you to jump down now to verse 21, and I want to show you, and I, I wasn't quite putting it together like this until the Lord started showing me these pictures in this. Verse 21. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. Look at verse 24. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. Verse 25, and a woman who was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all of her money, all that she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. Verse 27, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. I want to stop right there for just a moment at verse 28. This is a picture of another woman bound up in sickness. Think about it. See, there's many ways we can have bondages going on. And I'm, and I'm putting it to you that way specifically because of the fact that this lady had had an issue that she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I will be fine. I'm not saying every sickness is demonic. I'm not. I believe some sickness we bring upon ourselves. I can guarantee you that, that there's some things we do to our bodies that, that create a sickness. I still believe God can heal them. Some of them are influenced by the, by the enemy. Some of them are influenced because of, of areas in our lives that maybe we didn't get completely free from, Right? Okay, so, so I want you to see the difference here. This lady had a sickness, and I'm going to throw this to you tonight just so you can see something. I'm not saying it was brought on by her or demonic. I'm just going to say it's a spiritual issue at this point because I believe Jesus can heal either one of them. But I want you to see, she was bound up by a sickness, and she crawled her way to Jesus. How many times do we allow ourselves to be bound up by things and we just go sit. And instead of saying, oh, I'm going to crawl to Jesus, we sit down and say, well, I'm just going to take some more Tylenol. 
right? You know why I believe we see so many healings in, in the foreign countries, the third world countries? Because they can't get Tylenol. <laughs> they, they can't get to the doctor. I'm not saying doctors are bad. I believe they've got wisdom. And listen, after as many years as they've gone to school, it, there, there's wisdom. There's wisdom. But what I'm saying is there's things that bind us. So, so I want to show you this picture of her. Now, now keep watching, and I'm going to show you this. Verse 28, because she thought if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Verse 29, immediately her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she had, was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out of him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? Can you imagine? Just, just picture this. There's these people all around him, all around him. Who touched me? And, and you know, and I know what the I know what the disciples said, and, and not in this book, but one of the other uh, gospels. And it's just like, you know, I, I just I picture this myself, especially with Peter. You know how Peter had had the way he would just go off sometimes. Linda's laughing because she's probably pictured it too. Really, Jesus? <laughs> Who touched you? They're all touching you, man. Come on, you know. It, 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 but, but Jesus knew something different. He says, no. Somebody touched me. You see, I believe the difference in this right here is she was bound up with an issue. And she said, the only place I can get an answer is from Jesus. And it's from me knowing him intimately. Not, not just a brush where I show up on a Sunday morning. It's where, Jesus, there is nothing else left for me but you. And if you don't do anything, I'm going to die. Did you hear me, Lord? I, I, I need, you see, we, we've got to get past the, just, I just need a little bit of a touch. So just, just enough to get me by from Sunday to Wednesday. And then Wednesday, I'll get a little bit more to make me from Wednesday to Sunday. And, but, but the problem is, is we're never getting over our issues. It's like painting over rust. You know, rust is actually considered a cancer. It will continue to grow. It will continue to grow. I even learned this. This was crazy. Uh, a friend of mine, his, his dad built boats up in Alaska. And you know if you take a piece of rotten wood and you, you pull it out and you put a piece of wood over it and it's still rotten, even if it's dry, you know it will continue to rot because it's a cancer. It will continue to eat. So they have to cut every bit of the rot out and put fresh wood in and then put a new plank back on because if you don't do that, it will continue to eat. See, we want him to fix our problem right here. But the problem is there's really a problem over here that we don't want him to touch. There, there's, there's always issues. Keep going down. Verse 32. But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. 33, then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembled with fear, told him the whole truth. And here it is. Look at this. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be what? Freed from your suffering. She was bound up in suffering. How many of us are bound up in sufferings? Mental sufferings. Sufferings because of things we did in our past that the enemy will not stop haunting us about. That's the big one. Some of us need a healing of our past. 
Right? The, the enemy is constantly bringing up. I, I've always kind of likened it to this, and I'm just going to jokingly show you this. You know, I, I've always likened it to it's kind of a photo album. This is what it does to me. Remember that? Oh, <laughs> we had a lot of fun on that one, didn't we? Whoo, that one was a real good one. That's what the devil tries to do. But the thing is, is those pictures, I got things on here from like when my son was in sixth grade. And he sits around and he looks through those pictures and he says, hmm, looks like he's struggling in this today. There it is right there. You remember when we went and had, oh, that's a light bulb for my car, and I couldn't read it, so I zoomed it in. I use technology, see? Now I could read the part. Or I could get glasses, but it's easier to do this. You see, he pulls up our past like it's a photo album. Some of us need to get free from that. Can I tell you that when, when he pulls up the photo album of my past, I just remind him of his future. I'm, I'm done with my past. It's dead. Does it try to come up and haunt me sometimes? No, it tries to come up. But there's no connection to it anymore because I've allowed him to free me from those areas. Are there still areas that I'm, that I'm getting free from? Oh, yeah. There's still areas in my life that, that I just feel like, man, that area seems to come up more than, than the others. So there must be an area there. Lord, help me be free from this. Because I want to have everything that it says in here. My expectation is, is that every promise that he promised in this word, I will want in my life. Because he said, I will get him in this life and the life to come. So if there's a reason I'm not getting it, I'm like, Lord, is there a hindrance in my life? Show me the areas. Start chipping away. But we've got to crawl to the Him. But most of us, just being honest, when, when there is a great altar call, we, well, I'm fine. I'm not going up there because if I go to the altar, uh, people are going to think I got a problem. And listen, I've done told you all before, I'm always at the altar. You can ask brother uh, over at Brother Michael's church. I'm at the altar even when I'm visiting somebody else's church. I'm up there, man. I'm, I'm like, they're praying for people. I'm standing behind them. Why? Because if there's any overflow, I want some. And two, if God shows anybody up there something in my life, I want them to tell me. And can, y can I tell you that I have? I have. Right? Why? Because I want to be free from everything. And the thing is, is if we want to go forward in everything God has for us, we have to constantly fight what the enemy is trying to bring back to us. He's always trying to remind us of things and reconnect to us of things of our past. Because we look at that picture and we say, Oh, that was fun. I remember that time. Yeah, there you go. Done got you right there. But then he stops pulling. He lets us sit there. He stops pulling. See, what is it that holds us back? What is it that holds, and I keep throwing that phrase out there because it's the one that the Lord keeps showing me, is what is it that's holding you back from getting everything God has for you? Everything God has for you. We all have it. Listen, there's things in my life. I'm like, Lord, if I could just, just go a little bit further here. But it takes a commitment out of me to crawl to that hymn. Because remember, this lady right here that we just read about, 
she was unclean. And if they would have caught her going through the crowd, they would have stoned her to death because she was unclean because she had blood flow. That's an unclean. So everywhere she went, she had to yell, unclean, and people had to move away from her. She was an outcast. But she said, if I can only touch the him. And here we are, we sit in great air-conditioned churches, and we have all these nice buildings, and, and God starts doing something, or we're listening to something even on the radio or on the Internet. Can I tell you that I sit there and I pray while I'm listening to somebody sometimes because it catches me. That's the thing right there, Lord. Boom. Right? Like, like the missionary on, on Wednesday. I mean, I've been just, just chewing on this thing. I'm like, Lord, there's keys in there that's going to help me be a better believer. I want to grow as a believer. I want to grow as your child. I want to go further and further. But what I watch is, is I watch believers that go so far, and then they're like, oh, well, I can't go anymore. I can't go. It's like my fear is stuck, and I'm going to fall over. Why do we do that? What is it in your life that keeps us all bound up? Can I tell you, it's not about a certain type of music. I can worship without any of this music. I can pray without any of this music, but I do like certain music that helps me pray better. I can serve the Lord when nobody's looking or when people are watching. What do we do? Like, like my buddy told me the other day, I was dealing with an issue. He says, make sure you keep your church shirt on. <laughs> That's code for make sure you, you walk in as a Christian, you represent, and you walk out that way. Don't, don't let the... Don't let the anger come up or, or the situation overtake you. I'm just as guilty as the rest, right? And, and, and I walked in with my church shirt. God gave me favor, and I walked out smiling like, Jesus. <laughs> uh, you see, what is stopping us from growing to those points? Because the thing is, is when you look at these stories right here in the word of people that were bound by different things, once they were unbound, they were able to go affect people, right? The, the first one, he went and he preached where? At the Decapolis. That's the 10-city region. He went sharing what God had done. He didn't walk in there de demon-possessed and say, Jesus set me free. He walked in there as a free man with clothes on because the other translations and other books that, that represent this story, he was naked. <laughs> he walked in there with clothes on showing that Jesus had done some things for him. So guys, if, if we're going to see our region change, it starts with us. On our knees, God, what do we need to do? Crying out for ourselves, crying out for our regions to be set free, crying out for our community to be set free, crying out for people to be healed. I saw a picture earlier today of a, a preacher, a pastor friend of mine going to preach somewhere, and he, he walked into this building, and on the wall was, was canes and walkers all stuck up on the wall. He says, man, this is going to be a good service. <laughs> I'm like, boy, I want to go in one of those places. What's the difference there to here? Expectations sometimes. Or people in the place are free enough to receive it. You see what I'm saying? What's stopping us? Sometimes it's only when the preacher says the right thing. Can, can I show you something cool? I, I don't know if I showed you. It's been a couple years now. This is anointing oil from an A.A. Allen meeting. Great healing evangelist. He would dip his hand in the bucket. 
And I have a friend that, that knew his grandson and got, he had the bucket, the very last bucket. And he got some and he gave me some. And I was like, you know, that's cool. That's some pure oil. Man, look at that. That stuff's probably 50, 60 years old now. Olive oil. It's clear too. Man. It's not green like ours. Hmm. Does this oil have any special power? No. Did A.A. Allen have a special power that, that you can't have? No. It's just he had surrendered himself to the point where he said, God, I don't care. I just want to follow you. I want to see this, the miracles in here come true again. When we get to that point that we say, no matter what happens in my life, I have to have Jesus. No matter what happens in my life, I need to represent Jesus. We will see the community changed, but you will see yourself changed. You see, did, did I start preaching when I was perfect? No. Am I still perfect? Am I perfect now? No. I'm still growing just as you're growing. If the worship team could get ready, I want, want them to come back if they, if they got time. I know they're taking with the babies over there. <laughs> we always have to flew with that. I, I just wanted to bring a couple of those things to you tonight, and we're going to put a little bit more music on. And I want you guys, what is it that's stopping you from doing that? Maybe you've got some areas in your life. Maybe you've got something. Whatever it is, we're going to pray with you tonight that God is going to completely set you free from that area. And it's not about big sin, little sin, big things, little things. Not, and sometimes it may not be sin. It's just some areas that you haven't really surrendered in. Right? If God's calling you to preach, you pretty much need to study the Word, right? If you don't ever spend any time reading it, it's... Well, maybe it's, it's trying to get a commitment to where I can read. I'm going to put this music back up there so he can at least know what notes to play. Here you go, Jonathan. Here, we'll hand that to him. Yeah. So I want us to pray tonight. I'm, I'm going to give you an opportunity to come up here to the altar, and we're going to lay hands. We've got our, we got our uh, hand sanitizer back there. We'll clean our hands. We'll put some oil, and we'll pray for you. And we'll do that. So let's pray. Can you, can you do I surrender without? Okay. We need to surrender all those areas if we're going to truly see our area changed, which is what we need, guys. But it starts with us. We need our nation changed, but it starts with us. My expectations are is there's going to be a great revival in this nation. With, with as much as the enemy is fighting to try to destroy right now the churches and everything else, it's the only thing that can happen. Because he can't destroy the church, and every time he tries, it just makes it better. So they're going to put the prayer lights back on. I'm going to move this out of the way. And if you're just like, hey, you know what? There, there's something in my life that's stopping me from going where I want to go with the Lord to meet that. Just come up here, and we're going to pray with you. That's my only expectation tonight is that you get free. That's my expectation. I want to see all of us free. doesn't matter how old we are. doesn't matter how young we are. Serving the Lord and allowing God to use us. So come to the altar tonight if you... I'm going to move this out of the way. Down on my knees again, surrendering all. 
anyone else need prayer tonight? Jesus. I
thank you for this touch tonight. All that you've done for us, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would just continue to pour out your spirit upon us. And when we go home tonight, Lord, just when we enter into our time of prayer, be there so that we may touch your garment again. That we may see your face, Father. Mm. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, God. Father, I pray a blessing upon your people, Lord. I pray that you would just protect them as they travel, Lord. I just rebuke this sickness that is still trying to come against your people, this virus. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I pray protection upon the family of God. And, Lord, I pray for the churches, Lord, that tomorrow that, that they would have revival. Every church in our region, Lord, would have revival in their churches. People would be hungry and come expectant. And we would see miracles, signs, and wonders, salvations all come forth in the house of God tomorrow. That every church, God, that preaches truth, that he would be there. And I thank you for what you've done here tonight, God. And I just, just so honored that you come like you do. And I ask this all in Jesus' name. If you agree with me tonight, I want you to say an amen with me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think Rollin has something real quick he wanted to share. Okay. It's nothing major long. I'm going to just tell you that devil doesn't like this. What, what this service and what it's representing is revival. We didn't stop having problems upstairs. That the entire service there was something happening. The stream was messing up. We had to shut it off and turn it back on. The picture was frozen all through worship, but the audio went through. The, I have something else. Pray for that tomorrow because it's, yeah, that it doesn't happen tomorrow because that's all it's going to happen. He's going to attack the services as they happen because he doesn't like, the devil does not like revival. And for the service tomorrow, he's going to be, these two services are hand in hand. They go hand in hand. Some people got something tonight. Others are going to get stuff tomorrow. Don't be sleeping. Wake up tomorrow. Wake up your spirit tomorrow. Don't, don't get used to this. You got God. Don't be used to that. Tomorrow is going to be, it's the same God, more power. Don't get used to what happened tonight. Always want more. Amen. Amen. Come on, you'll give a clap to the worship team for me, too. They had to work hard tonight. They had to work hard putting up with me, uh, missing notes. So but that's okay. So hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, listen, guys, we love you. Thank you for being here tonight. Don't forget to be at your home church tomorrow, wherever that is, and come expecting. Expect that God's going to show up. And, and I kind of, you know, when I was a youth pastor, and show off. <laughs> right? Show up and show off, man. Let him do what he does and only he can do. There's a song like that, but let him do it. Amen. So, so listen, so we, we have our offering trays out there. If you brought an offering tonight, uh, we, we do have our offering trays out there, or you can go online to newlifeag.church and you can give there as well. Uh, but we, we do have that, 
Uh, if you plan on giving tomorrow, that's fine. You can. I just I like to have an opportunity because some people get impressed in the middle of a service to give something, and I want to give them that opportunity. So, listen, be blessed. See, it's still early. That's why we did it at 5. So we still go home. You can get ready for church tomorrow, and you can pray that much longer before church tomorrow and, and have an amazing time. So thank you for showing up tonight with us, and uh, God bless you. And uh, make sure you got a mask on if you're going to visit. I'm, I, I know I don't like them either, but I'm trying. Pastor Richard, can I add something? Oh, yeah. Oh, Jonathan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just feel that the Lord wants me to, to challenge everybody tonight to really dwell on what it is in your life that you want to surrender to God and, and come with an expectation of that tomorrow, of how we're going to battle that out tomorrow. Lord, this is, this is what I'm coming to you with, you know, and really figure that out tonight. I know I got things I got to come to the Lord with each and every time. But if there's something major in your life that you really want to surrender, dwell on that tonight. Lord, tomorrow we're going to have a breakthrough on this subject, whatever it is. But come with that expectation of tomorrow is going to be the day when it all changes. Amen. Is that what you were supposed to say at the beginning of service? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Amen. Bless you. Oh, all right. Hurry up. It's dangerous. Look, Jonathan and I were back there praying while pastor was preaching. And Jonathan, I tell you, God was standing in there with us. And God told me through the Holy Spirit, he only wants one thing. He wants his children back. He just wants his children back. Whatever it is that we need to surrender, whatever it takes, he just wants his children back. This fear that has gripped our land, he just wants his children back. Hey, y'all give it up for our children too, man. They, they weren't bad. They were, they, they got a lot of energy, but they weren't bad. I, I'm, that was great, man. Y'all were awesome. Bentley and, and, you know, and I still don't know all of y'all's names. I got to find out y'all's names. But, uh, and then the Flores bunch. And yeah. so, all right, guys, I'm going to stop talking. Y'all go hang out and visit or whatever you want to do. Uh, so we'll see you in the morning. And uh, I, there ain't going to be a recording of this the way it looks. We have a little bit of recording, but not much of it. <laughs>